Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Our guest is Anastasia Amoroso. She is the chief investment strategist at iCapital, joining us here at the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York. Pleasure to have you on the program. So much of the focus today has been on this kind of relatively soft reading when it comes to CPI and then immediately this knee-jerk response on the part of markets. Hey, the Fed's not going to be as aggressive. Do you buy this? Should we be concerned maybe um, about being too optimistic? I buy this. I bought this today. I bought this uh, last, you know, just a few weeks ago when the Fed was talking about slowing down the pace of increases. And the reason is we should take good news as good news here. This is the first softer than expected CPI reading that we've seen in months. And if you look at the details of it, it's partially because of energy prices, but you also saw some softening on a month over month basis in the core CPI, which is really important. It's the new car prices that are coming off. It's, you know, shelter inflation that's not quite as bad as expected. It's apparel that's coming down. So slowly but surely, we're starting to see some retrenchment in a month or a month basis. And I know the bears would point to the fact that, well, you know, the core in a year over year basis did not slow down as expected, but you got to start somewhere and you got to start with a month over month, that second derivative. And that's what we got today. And I think that's just a start, Doug, because if you look at some of the alternative indicators for rental markets, for example, if you look at wheat prices and soybeans, all of those are starting to come off. So I suspect this is the beginning of a series of hopefully slower inflation readings. And I think there's more to come in the months ahead. Uh, So how does this alter the balance of probabilities for what the Fed does next in September? 50, 75, what are we looking at here? Uh, I would be looking at 50 basis points. I know the markets were pointing, you know, to 75. They have retrenched um, since then. But I think Fed Chair Powell has given us a pretty direct reaction function of how they're likely to react. First of all, now they're neutral. They want to take things a little bit slower. Now that they've put a lot of tightening into the system, they don't want to collapse the economy and overwhelm it with because a lot of this tightening pressure is still in the pipeline. But he also said, if the, we're going to react to the data. So if the data continues to surprise to the upside, it's 75. What we got today is a downside surprise in inflation. So I think uh, 50 is on the table. But, but look, there's a lot of time between now and the September FOMC meeting. No doubt. And we still have a very, very tight labor market and wage pressures that are pushing up. And it's not just a part of the employment report. That productivity report of yesterday showed a real push up in wages. Give me your take on where you think the dollar is going to be trading now. I mean, we we were down in a big way today. If you look at the Bloomberg dollar spot, we lost about 1%. Is the path of the dollar to the downside? 
I mean, I wouldn't think too much that it's too much to the downside because the reality is there's still a pretty wide interest rate differential that exists between the Federal Reserve and, let's say, uh, the ECB, and that's not going to be resolved anytime soon. So I wouldn't really expect for much dollar depreciation here. Uh, But, Doug, you mentioned something about the labor markets, and I think that's important, too, for the Fed. The fact that the job openings number is starting to decline pretty meaningfully. I think this is what the Fed wants to see, and this is also the so-called path to a soft landing that mm. they see. If the job openings decline, but pe- people don't actually get laid off, that's good news. And uh, Anastasia, we've been discussing the uh, broader macro environment following that uh, CPI print out of the U.S. A lot of encouragement there for markets. You think momentum's to the upside now, so. What's flashing a buy signal for you at the moment? Well, Paul, I think it's a combination of some of the technicals that are clearly moving to the upside right now. And it's, you know, the momentum is behind them. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. And then, of course, it's the fundamental kind of turnaround, the inflation story, potentially. But starting with the technicals, I think what's happened over the last six months, everybody that wanted to sell, everybody that needed to sell, they've likely reduced their positions. And so we're not seeing this tremendous selling flow that would kind of counteract the markets otherwise. But on the flip side, what you have is you have a lot more investors that are willing to step into these markets. Corporates, for example, they're stepping in, they're boosting their share buybacks, and they're past the earnings season. So they're driving this rally. And then on top of that, as corporates drive the rally and you get above some of the key moving average levels of 100-day moving average, 50-day moving average, that gets more and more of the commodity trading advisor community in, the CTAs are in. And so, you know, upside begets upside. And I would say if this is an object, this market that's an object that has momentum to the upside until and unless something stops it, I do think that this uh, the, the momentum can actually continue here. Now, until something stops it, this may be the Fed at Jackson Hole in a couple of weeks, or you know, it could be a September CPI report. But near term, I could see us probably test even 4,300 on the S&P. I want to talk a little bit about policy because here in the States, we had the Senate in the last couple of days passing this bill on climate, health care, and taxes. One of the aims here is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The other thing is that's a part of the mindset when it comes to changing climate is carbon sequestration. There is new technology out there, and I think that there are people who are investing in this space. It's not really a public market at this point, I wouldn't think. And maybe you can bring some clarity to this. Do you see a lot of opportunity? I see a ton of opportunity across the decarbonization space. And I want to really stress that this is a really, really big deal, this this climate bill for uh, for the decarbonization community. I mean, frankly, we've been waiting for this for a year or even more. But the fact, for example, that some of the investment credits were were extended uh, and, and really, you know, allow maybe 10 years or more to capitalize on those, that gives a lot of clean energy companies a lot more certainty than they have in the past. So, So, you know, while it was already economically feasible to build out solar panels and wind turbines, it is now becoming even more so given the support. So I think that's a huge catalyst for the space. And now I do agree with you, Doug, that it's not just about the solar panels and, you know, the clean energy battery storage, but it's also about how do we take the oil and gas industry that's clearly not going away, but how can we make it a little bit more carbon efficient? 
And that's where sequestration does come into play. So how do you capitalize on that? A lot of oil and gas energy companies are trying to figure this out themselves. They're investing in sequestration projects themselves. But you're absolutely right. There's a lot of money in the venture capital, growth equity, private equity community that is funding mm -hmm. companies that are developing some of these new technologies. So a lot to do across the space. Anastasia, I just quickly want to get your views on tech as well. We had, of course, the chips bill signed yesterday. And even though a lot of uh, chip makers are struggling at the moment, it's a cyclical industry, got a lot, good long-term future ahead of it. Do you buy some quality names at this point? 30 seconds. Mm, maybe, maybe not yet. I think there's more uh, price resetting to be done in semiconductors. I mean, cloud spend has been high, but it's coming down. So I think that's one further leg down that the chips may have to absorb. Um, there will come a time, uh, Paul, but perhaps that's further out in Q3. All right. Well, we will wait and see what happens. Uh, Anastasia Amoroso, thank you so much for joining us on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Anastasia is Chief Investment Strategist at iCapital. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.